0: Mrs. Brightside is brought to you by Audible, and you can go to audibletrial.com slash Brightside to get your 30-day free trial. And it's a great handy little app, especially if you don't like to read but don't want to be stupid. Just have someone read these books to you. And that's audibletrial.com slash Brightside for your 30-day free trial to hear books instead of read
1: them. Boo-da-boo. It's Mrs. Brightside. Uh, open up the curtains. Look outside. What's outside? It's Mrs. Brightside.
0: All right, you're listening to Mrs. Brightside, where the glass is always half full. And with me today is Mr.
1: Rob Coble, and uh, we've known each other for a little while now. It's going on like two years.
0: Yeah, and it's funny cuz like like most people who've been on this podcast, we did sort of meet through After Buzz TV, but this yes. was actually me trying to cast you and I got project. blacklisted. Oh uh, yeah, well I don't feel bad. I mean, she hates me too. I had to get in around her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um we won't that's... name names, but let's just say yes. like, After
1: Buzz has been good for a lot of people including yeah. you. And guess what? Yeah. We got to meet that way, so I'm happy.
0: Exactly, the as young I said. and the Restless. <laughs> du-
1: du- 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 du-
0: yeah, I, I love my stories, although I quit watching Y and R. Of course, the reason I started watching it was Steve Burton went there, and then Steve Burton left. So is even though you have Jason Thompson now, Steve Burton is back on General Hospital, which will always be my first love, besides one life to live.
1: You have to stay. You gotta stay with your first love. I understand that. Yeah. I understand.
0: I know, because there's only so many hours in the day, and then, you know, with Netflix, Hulu, and they have a new superhero show every week, and that's my job, <laughs> or horror, like, that's my job to keep up with those. The I First just,
1: Purge, look out.
0: I know, I've yet to see that. I hear it's good, though.
1: I should have, um, I, I got to see it, and I had a special screening, uh, I worked over at Universal Studios, and, uh, they had it in the front lot, I should have gone, but I didn't go saw
0: ant-man instead ant-man was good i saw that opening night yeah yeah yeah, i
1: figured you would yeah (laughs) Yeah, well because
0: paul rudd is one of my favorite actors like i actually think that we're alike in a lot of ways so that's kind of funny but um yeah and so when the first when he was first announced as ant-man i was so excited and then i loved the first one and then this one i feel like much like with deadpool it was like it was even better than the first one, and you're like, "Wow!" Like, cause you yeah. sort of
1: know where they're going, you know what to expect, and then at least for Deadpool, they turned it up a notch. Oh, they cranked that thing way beyond a notch. Yeah, crazy.
0: yeah, that was what I loved about Deadpool. Was just like everything you liked about the first one, they amplified it, and that was what they did with Ant Man too. Right, know?
1: it was both. Both of them yeah. were on steroids this time around, and I was laughing, I'm having a good time, I always do. I was just like breaking the fourth wall and looking at the camera saying, "And that is just." Lazy writing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I just love how Ryan Reynolds just really gets the audience and gets the character. And then that's how I feel about Paul Rudd with Ant Man too. Yeah. Is like putting himself in that role because like, um, you know, Scott Lang in the comics may not be as Paul Ruddy as, say, Deadpool is, you know, Ryan Reynolds, but mm-hmm. it is, you know, I feel like it fits. Yeah. And I
1: think, you know, for us, it's like almost what Robert Downey Jr. has done with Iron Man. Yeah. You will never see Tony Stark as anybody else but Robert Downey Jr. No. RDJ. That's
0: yeah. It. He's the best. Yeah. And speaking of RDJ, that can actually get us to the point that we're going to make with this <laughs> podcast. I was like, see, it eventually will come back around. And feel free to do as many of those tangents as you want because I will just go down that rabbit hole. You're good. But yeah, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is most notably known, other than being Iron Man, as someone who came back after a pretty you know, rough battle with addiction, and you yourself uh, have done the same thing. Yes, yeah, so I haven't
1: gotten to Robert Downey Jr. status and flying in an Iron Man suit, but uh, yeah, I have uh, six years sober. I was a uh, Emmy Award winning investigative reporter. I did that for about the first 20 years of my career, and uh, like many of us in addiction, I imploded that, and we had to decide to... Uh, you know, I had to make a choice. You're gonna get help or you're going to continue down this road. And you know, I look up the guys like Robert Downey Jr., Rob Lowe. I mean, you could just list all these yeah. people that, you know, have embraced sobriety, have twenty six years, you know, whatever it is, and they are just, I mean, phenomenal careers and, and, and just giving back to society, which is cool. We need it now.
0: And they're both still good looking, which is the most important part. Right? See,
1: they stopped. I think Rob yeah. star Rob Lowe stopped at like twenty five, and I yeah. stopped twenty years later. Damn it. He was smart, yeah. man, because I ain't anywhere in that category. <laughs> I could have really been a lot better.
0: To be fair, no one is in Robbler's category. <laughs> like, that man is like, you know, an anomaly how the good-looking he stayed. The best line was, stayed, in yeah.
1: St. Elmo's Fire was, uh, yeah. "What's his face looked at him and it said, Belushi looked at him and said... <sighs> You're too good looking. You need an industrial accent or something, I think, was the line. <laughs> oh,
0: God. I just always remember my favorite line he says in that movie, Do you believe in premarital sex? Because, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Rob Lowe with the saxophone and St. almost Fire. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: John Pear, all that music. Oh, that was good. Good days.
0: Yeah, I, I love um, the John Hughes movies and movies just in general from that era. Right, and About a lot of those guys yeah.
1: all went through. Judd Nelson yeah. all went through their times of addiction and, you know, changing things.
0: So. yeah and luckily you know everybody loves a redemption story and you know that's what you have here is like you know every you really can't be that interesting of a person to me if you've never gone through some shit right, you right. Know? yeah right oh, or
1: i always say that you haven't stood up for something you haven't fought for something you haven't dreamed to chase a dream then you haven't lived yeah and then some of us have over chased those dreams and over uh partied and done those things We definitely lived, and I wouldn't change those days. I mean, I love, you know, booze and drugs uh, until they didn't work anymore.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's just, it's that
1: simple. (laughs) So, you know, I'm grateful now I'm, uh, you know, producing and acting and, uh, you know, taking the tools of, you know, investigative reporting and anchoring, you know, to a different level. Um, The things out here and, There's a lot of opportunity. A, there's a lot of huge recovery world out here. And B, you're in the entertainment industry. So there's a lot of different jobs as you and I both bounce around to do the Hollywood hustle, as I call it. However, you pay the bills out here as you chase your dreams.
0: Yeah, that's what we're all hoping to do is pay our bills and chase our dreams.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And you're doing that. This is a great concept is, you know, I could take a situation, you know, where I thought my life was over. So what basically happened in Milwaukee I was an investigative reporter as my ex-wife, uh, who's a CNN news anchor, decided to write a tell-all book about our marriage, how she escaped a verbally abusive marriage to me, and recorded a country music song. Mm-hmm. And after about six months of promoting that, you know, the guilt and shame just built up in me, and I was just drinking and out of control, and I thought, hey, I'll be okay. I ran out of booze in the house, so I just walk up to Bar Louie, and I'll be fine. All i got to do is operate the elevator with my finger. I'm not going to drive. Well, lo and behold, the best thinking of an alcoholic addict. On my way back, 100 feet from my front door, I decided to take a leak on the Apple store. <laughs> and, yeah, you can laugh. I mean, because... So
0: you're a Windows guy, I'm guessing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, but I'm pumped. Yeah. I, I was up until this point. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so they called the cops. And uh, I probably would have just gotten a ticket head and a in an ass. Uh, you know, mouthed off to the cops. And then did the proverbial, what's the worst in the world that you can ever say, that's always going to get you in trouble, is... Do you know who you're messing with? They had no idea. Who, who was I. Just a local guy <laughs> yeah. in the news. You know, it was a big deal. But they figured it out. <laughs> they would after that. <laughs>
0: oh, boy. that That's the thing. And that's what I always worry about with my name being so unique. It's like, those are the few times that you don't want to be recognizable or whatever. <laughs> exactly.
1: Or searchable on the internet yep. or something like that. Because... That created a, a big problem for me on Google. I couldn't get jobs after that. I went away to uh, Greensboro, North Carolina for 90 days of treatment. I didn't need 28. I needed 90. They They're going to keep me this time around, and I'm glad they did. But, you know, over the years now, uh, almost six years later, I realized that that was not the end of my life. It was the beginning of a new chapter that now doing things I only imagined as a kid, hadn't thought about for years, and then fully realizing that, despite how angry and how much you know, I wished bad things on my ex-wife, she was a catalyst to help me change my life and maybe even save it.
0: Yeah, and and, and that's really the bright side. Way of thinking. <laughs> that's hard so that's why I was like, "You're, you know, you're perfect for this podcast." You well, know, some people not so much, uh, but yeah, thinking that you know, because most people hate their exes no matter oh, yeah. what. But most of yeah. the time, your situation with your ex is what led you on to everything mm. else.
1: You know, I've never yeah. said this before, but uh, it was hard because she was my co-anchor and I had to work with her for two and a half years um, after we were getting divorced. So I knew she'd get married, do all these things right in front of me. But I think one time she wrote me a, uh, I don't think, she wrote a note trying to explain what was going on. She said, you know, look, I love you. You're a good person. It's just, you, we can't do this. And, you know, one day I'll look up and I'll see your name in big lights, you know, and I was like, you're damn right you're going to now, you know, but, uh, you know, it, it does, it it, it it changed the direction of my, my life. I mean... Help save it, and then, you know, you, you land out. I mean, it's like a, what do you say, you know, hey, what did you do after pissing on the Apple store? I went to Hollywood or Disney yeah. World, you know, <laughs> so I came out to shoot a documentary that followed four people, and they gave us the world's best life coaches. So I lost everything. Sold my Emmy Award, did all this stuff, but the only thing I had was that story. Yeah. And people saw it as a positive, flip, you know, on things, but I needed help. So I leveraged the story for three months of uh, housing in Santa Monica, six blocks from the beach, to shoot this film. So, and anybody living out here or familiar with Southern California, that's a pretty good deal. No cash, but I had a place to live.
0: Yeah, like, and that's crazy because that's actually where I started here. Oh, really? In 5th and Wilshire. So, literally six blocks from the beach. That I was my first apartment here. I <laughs> was
1: six in Broadway, right <laughs> above oh, wow. uh, Blue Daisy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And
1: I didn't realize how important parking was at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, this is for anybody listening out in Southern California. It's probably yeah. like, what? What are they talking about? No, that's a big deal. I. Parked right in that basement. I walked to the grocery store. I went down to the beach. I was a good. Good three months.
0: Yeah, you know, as I say, I lived there about a year, but the oh, nice. the homeless situation there is True. not great, and yeah. it, it's really one of those sad parts. Is it is not safe after dark, and no. when you're a single woman, or even yeah. you as a single yeah. man, and now you know, you're like, hey. This probably in the best place, especially because you pay out the ass to live there. <laughs> oh, this place was like
1: four hundred square feet. It was a corporate, so it was fully furnished, yeah. but it was like twenty eight hundred a month.
0: Oh wow, yeah, I thought mine was bad at two thousand, but it yeah. was my furniture, but about the same size. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean,
1: it's crazy, and you're right. I mean, it, it's unfortunately it can be a little dicey, you know, over in those areas. But it's beautiful. I I enjoy it, and uh, it was so much cooler than living in the valley.
0: Yeah, like I will say, I'm in Studio City, which is technically the it's valley, nice. but we have enough trees, like yes. over here. So it doesn't it doesn't feel like the valley. It's not
1: the concrete jungle that I'm used to. Yeah. Right now, but yeah, you're you're living the high life. Yeah. You're on the bright side of things always.
0: Yeah, that that does help being on the bright side of things. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I try to. It's taken me a while. That's not, you know, easy thinking all the time. You have to recondition your thinking and you know, try to look at things differently and see like, hey, take a gratitude checklist and like hey what are the things i have and what have i accomplished yeah. and where was i at you know
0: it's all cognitive behavioral therapy just rewiring your thinking as adam Carolla would put it um yeah but yeah and and i always live by the philosophy that lauren michaels said to molly shannon always live in a place that you can't afford and you'll strive to work harder every day <laughs> and it's like you know what I think I took that too much to heart, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that
1: will that will get you to hustle. You yeah, know, and sit around because you got to pay the bills. That is one thing out here is that there are so many different you know people that work in the industry. The Hollywood hustle, as I call no. it. you know, it's we're in a high eighties period right now, and everyone's like, "Hey, so what are you working on? Nothing." You know? Yeah. Yeah, you're like, coffee what? shop. I'm at Starbucks. Where are you? Oh, I'm across the street over at Coffee Bean. <laughs> you know? Yeah. We're all on computers trying to figure out what's the next move.
0: Yeah, like, and that's the thing is, like, I guess I'm spoiled. I always stay inside on my computers, but that's also why half the time I wind up watching Archer
1: or (laughs) some other
0: cartoon and smoking pot. But whatever. (laughs) This is a story of recovery and how, like, you think. Hey, listen,
1: you raise a good point. I have no problem with people that can drink, people that can smoke pot, people that can do cocaine uh, recreationally. Great. I just can't, man, because it's too cliche and everybody's heard it, but I will say it is that when I do that, I break out. I break out in handcuffs. I mean, that's just, you (laughs) know, know, is the way it is. It ain't for me. Once you give me one, one's not enough, and forever is not enough. Yeah,
0: isn't it a Blake Salton song? If I have one, I'll have 13, (laughs) and you can't get me off the karaoke machine?
1: (laughs) It's similar. The more
0: I drink, yeah, that, that's a good song. You'll find
1: yeah. me in front of the Apple Store, and, yeah, I bought I had to get a MacBook Pro out here. That's you know, industry standard. And yeah, it'd been like five that's what years. We're we are it? on that. <laughs> yeah. Five years since I've been in one of those stores, and it felt good to walk in there. And the guy's like, "What are you using it for?" And I said, "Hey, let me let me show you a trailer to uh, a show I'm working on. I actually took a leak in." No, you didn't. I said yes. Before I know I had a couple other employees, the manager, looking over there. They're like, "You're serious."
0: So that they was my bonding moment with Apple.
1: And if I could get them to <laughs> yeah. sponsor or anything, it would be even better.
0: That would be pretty funny. It's like, if anybody, you know, knows Apple, it's this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, to all these employees are probably thinking, we think about doing this yes. all the time. <laughs>
1: yeah, i become a cult uh, hero in an Apple store yeah. now. The guy did it. We talk about it all the time, but we did it. Apple's got good products. Right? Yeah. It was nothing personal. It was just the bright light was on. I think it was the Apple 4 or the iPhone 4 was being released. and was drawn to the light and the rest became history (laughs) all caught you know and the other part was all caught on video they had the turnaround angle they had like everything (laughs) and you know the irony is you know the guy that holds the powerful accountable using you know tv cameras and all that stuff well they did the reverse for me because then they took me to the booking and they had that recording i didn't know that i don't remember when they started audio on the booking uh when they're arresting you and booking you Oh, yeah.
0: Well, at least you had stuff for your reel. That's the hardest thing to get in here. Yeah. You know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I'm typecast, man, just as an alcoholic, yeah. you know, ex-reporter who sells his Emmy, but, you yeah. know, hey. Uh, you know,
0: typecast is still cast. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> still,
1: that's still money. Hey, I will say, as much as that at one point in time used to close doors or they weren't even open on me, it's probably opened up more doors. And I remember in treatment, the guy, uh, one of the doctors told me, it was deep down south, he said, Son, you don't understand, but... That story going to save lives someday. And I was like, bullshit. You know, of course, I was angry. I just got my ass kicked up and down the sidewalk and thrown into rehab. Grateful. I knew I had yeah. to be there. But it's never a popular thing when it made headlines across the Internet. you got to tell your family. How do you tell your family? Yeah. First that you resigned from your job. And then you got to tell them why. I don't know which was worse. I mean, you know, and how do you do it all in one breath? I practiced for a few days.
0: Yeah. Well, and honestly, all of these things you're saying... Sort of gear you up to be ready for this industry, though. How do you tell your family you've done something embarrassing? Um, you know, having to rehearse over and over. Yeah. So these gave you the skills and that Hollywood hustle, don't you say? Yeah.
1: I did. I learned, you know, so much, uh, you know, from people that, you know, I didn't know how to live life. I wasn't like relearning. I didn't know how to live life, how to really budget, how to do all these things. So I couldn't, if I had been out in Hollywood trying to do what I'm doing now before, Yep. Back in those days of active addiction, that I would just would have been another person that was chewed up and spit out. You know, probably would I'm going on three years out here. They say if you make it to three years, you're in.
0: Yeah, because um, it'll be my fifth year anniversary nice. in uh, November. That's impressive. And um, yeah, like as they say, after you get those passes first, 2 you're going to be you know that that's a big hump, and then there was the five year hump. So we'll see. But currently, while I'm, you know, always, as you're always looking for work, it is one of those things that I feel home now. Yeah. Because I've actually lived here longer than um, anywhere else after, other than the place I grew up. Because, well, you know, when I turned 18, I left my hometown, but right. never looked back. Uh, <laughs> Tyler, Texas. But, oh, like, yeah. I'm like, oh, whoa, so I've actually been here longer than anywhere else. And yeah. you start to realize it's home. Does it feel like home to you?
1: Yeah. You know, I, I think everybody will say I'll have a love-hate relationship with yeah. it. You know, a couple of weeks ago, you know, I'm like, ah, i got to quit. I've had enough. You know, it's the traffic. I can't, you know, everything, all my go-to little side jobs, uh, lab rat for medical yeah. studies, background. Nothing's working. And I'm scared, you know. I just rolled off a TV show where oh, I produced. Yeah. And you're like, what are you going to do? And then you you know, then again there's that thing, something happens. You hold on, life gets shitty, then it gets better. You hold on, things start coming together again. So it's and that would happen whether it's Tyler, Texas, or yeah. Palestine or wherever yeah. it may be. <laughs> it's gonna happen. And Los Angeles is a difficult place. We picked a difficult industry to be in, but we aren't alone. Yeah. And one of the things I had to get used to is just like you know, you don't go to work Monday through Friday every day typically. And then if you do, it lasts for like till the show's wrapped, yeah. and it may be cancelled. And then, you know, you're on to it. But if you build that network, like my friends who've been out here 18 years, they rolled on to the next show right as we wrapped the other show. I'm like, damn, i got a ways to go.
0: Yeah, and but like, uh, what does it say? It's five years to be an overnight sensation. A lot of people, because you don't get to see it from the other side, As and this is why I hope that more and more with podcasting and people being more honest and open and sort of seeing people's lives with social media and having that um, out there is that you'll start to see that, Nobody was an overnight success. Most people were here five years or more before they Ugh. even got anything. And it sucks when you really need the money. But guess what? That's why there's always promo work or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or audience work. You know, you get paid oh. to come here. I mean, yes. it, it sucks. But as I say, I cer you know, it's better to wait for that good project. And that's what these people do than take sometimes what I see, sadly, some of my friends fall victim to is yeah. like take projects that it's like, yeah. It's not going to help.
1: I've turned, you know, I never thought I could be at a point in my life where I would turn down something I didn't want to do. Part of that film, when you get the life coaches, was taught me is don't jump at the first job all the time, yeah, Rob. Yeah. Hold out. Learn how to hold out. Or, you know, I had to save some money so that I could figure out how to hold out. And that was, you know, one of the challenges. But you're absolutely right. And I hope people, you know, listen that are in this industry. People listen in general to podcasts because it's that positive outlook on life that you have to really work and train yourself and train yourself to think about. And make it. Like, we'll make it. We're in a good place. I'll do it. And then, you know, I get on the 405 and it's, shit, ah, I hate them all.
0: (laughs) I know. As I woke up, I went this morning to go eat breakfast at Ikea because it's $2 and get this umbrella. Well, I got in there in time for my breakfast, but barely because they only set breakfast for like an hour. (laughs) And it's like, I'm going to Burbank. But it's so, like, nobody has left their house in two days here in LA because it's been over a hundred, it's like 118 in the (laughs) valley. And so apparently none of these people ever leave their house that are driving and I get there at least in time to eat, but then they don't have my damn umbrella and I'm like seriously this is why I came here and then you get back in the car and you're like and um, then you're driving in traffic because there's construction everywhere. Right. Um, you know, that doesn't make you want to love L.A. But no. then you get home and you're like, oh, well, I get to do this. And Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, tomorrow um, I go to
1: a screening for uh, Ryan Murphy's new, you know, if this is for you, if, yeah. if you're into it. But for Pose, it's on the 20th Century oh, Fox cool. lot. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing it. He does a Q&A after. Uh, for me, I like entertainment. Obviously, I work in yeah. it, you know, and that's you realize you're in the hubbub of it, and it, it's hard. And like you said, uh, Jeremy Renner's story is great. When he had uh, Hurt Locker, he was up for an Oscar, you know, this Overnight Sensation. He's like, Overnight yeah. Sensation? I've been out of here 22
0: years! Well, and too, <clears throat> Jeremy Renner is somebody that I was well aware of who he was before that. Yeah. But it amazes me how many people don't think to look this up, because we have these things called IMDb. And Jeremy Renner, I remember... You know, not just his guest appearance on House and Angel, which were yeah. shows I regularly watch, but he did this really great show. And I was talking about it on another podcast recently. It was called The Unusuals. And it was like, it was uh, sent a series on ABC Harold Paranoe, Amber Tamblin. Then they were cops investigating sort of paranormal, which is sort of gearing him up for his helpful spawn role as Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> but it is one of those things that it's like nobody remembers that show but me. And that was probably why it was canceled. But it was a good show. But. Yeah. Nobody remembers that. And yeah. It's like he at least got paid for that. But well, yeah. and that's
1: where, like, you know, you can hold on while you're doing all these things. I mean, I love it. His story, which I, I, I heard him tell, so it is true, finally, but yeah. I couldn't believe it, is that when he was headed to the Oscars for Hurt Locker, he had to have the limo stop at a 7-Eleven so he could brush his teeth and fix his hair because he was living in the house's, his side job was flipping houses. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so he didn't have yeah. any electricity in this house, and he's headed to the Oscars. I mean, that's the, yeah. the, the love, the devotion, you know, realizing that, hey, he probably is like, hey, I got a roof over my head. I may not have the other things, but I'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, do people honestly think Jimmy Kimmel got paid a bit of money to do the Oscars? He got paid minimum, guys. Right. Like that, you know, right. not everything <laughs> out here pays. And, yeah, and trust me, everybody writing those jokes, not everybody got paid. Certainly yeah. not the first year. I mean, but you do it because you love it. And I know? think
1: that's that's exactly yeah. it. But, and, I, and, like, even in my own recovery, and I think people's own life, for me, it's probably life or death, but uh, having a purpose and passion. Yeah. You know, I just could not say, you know, I'll go to this job. It's just a job and pays the bills. Bullshit. Can't do it. No. I got to go out and find it. It's changed a little, but it still always revolves around the entertainment industry, or you know, traveling, meeting, interviewing people. I mean, that's what I was meant to do, and figure out a way.
0: Yeah, and you know, and it always comes from like a setback or something, because you know, the reason I started doing stand-up comedy and actually came out here to pursue so much was I got out of college and then subsequently grad school, not being able to get a job because my name is Lucretia Lyon. So guess what they either think you are Uh or like most people, like I had some people be honest with me. They're like, if you didn't know this person, we wouldn't have even called you in because we don't like people with funny names because we don't want to have to learn it. And then there's also the racial side of it. They either think you're black and they're going to call you in because they want to feel a quote that day, or they're not going to call you in because they think you're black just by your name, no matter what box you check. Because believe me, guys, I test a lot of people and I wouldn't buy Nike shoes if I were you. (laughs) Just saying that. But um, yeah, and that's the thing is like, but I think about all those jobs I didn't get. And if I'd gotten one of those jobs, I wouldn't be where I am today. And it is one of those things that it's like, you know... You know, it it's always a blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. And then when I hear, like, because the reason I do a podcast is because I listen to Adam Parola every day. And his many podcasts. And... You know, he had some of the similar problems, so right. it's always good to feel like you come. I come from the same garbage Adam does, like, and then the no. same hardships. Yeah. But,
1: but you left. I mean, yeah, think about it. You exactly. could have gotten that job in Tyler, Texas, and Our as the big upgrade, Dallas, gone yeah, to Palestine. I would have never
0: gone to work in in, in Tyler. Right,
1: well, then gone to Palestine. You would have been stuck in that yeah. whole little thing in there. I was, I was in Tyler in yeah. Palestine for a Robbie Knievel stunt jump uh, oh, yeah. for Fox. You remember the train where yep. he jumped? It? I was there covering it for Fox. So, That's crazy, I, and I yeah. drank a hell of a lot with Robbie Tawaka at the bar at uh, Applebee's when they have the membership cards. Yeah. I'm like,
0: Yeah, Tyler, luckily, is finally wet. Is yeah, it? I grew okay. up in a dry county, everybody. <laughs>
1: yeah, oh, it, it threw me when we sat down at Applebee's and they asked, They're like, yeah. I, you know, we order our drinks. You're like, You have a membership card? Yeah. You got a membership. And I'm like, What? Looking around, this is Applebee's. What are you guys talking about? You know, then the guy comes back and asks yeah. again. I'm like, No, no. Uh, you got to be a member to drink <laughs> and then, We'll take care of you. And I'm like, Okay, do Problem solved.
0: Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, like Tyler is sadly the big city there um, that people don't realize. Um, But that's why I had to move to the even bigger city, Dallas. And it obviously, I mean, that's where I couldn't get a job. Yeah. Yeah, Because yeah, it's like, you know, most people, you've never heard of Tyler. So you think, oh, that's just, you know, how that would be there. Um, But it, no that's but you're spot on. where i was trying to get a job and they were still racist <laughs> <laughs> and
1: you're spot on though yeah. all those opportunities got you out of yeah. here and i think you know until you step back it's sometimes it's an unknown how that changes your life yeah. and what it's going to be we still don't fully know but if i look back and i see you know the path that i just in the last three years took out here i'm like yeah. oh so that led to this this led to that this did i didn't know it at the time i was cussing up a storm sometimes you know a lot in like in recovery i'll I'll have to get out of my own way because I'll get up in my own yeah. head, which is scary. They're in a Stephen King novel sometimes, <laughs> and I just have to have to trust the process and have faith. Very hard to do, but once oh, I yeah. get out of the way, then stuff happens. Good stuff.
0: Yeah, and that's that's a lot of it, and that's the whole point of this podcast. And you know, a lot of this is inspired by uh, you know Adam Carolla or listening to Doctor Drew, Dak Shepard, Michael Rosenbaum. A lot of these people, it's like oh. Well, I can do that. And this is how I can help people and actually finally use my uh, master's degree in psychology. Um, and But every every decision I ever made, no matter how much student loan debt I'm in or, you know, not being able to get a job in Dallas coming here because it's like, well, you know, you break up with your boyfriend and, you, you know, yeah. it is one of those things that, you know, things happen for a reason. And it sounds cheesy and it sounds cliche, but everything leads to something else yeah
1: and you keep that positive outlook you know Mm -hmm. and it really helps i think it helps in relationships it helps you you know obviously on a day-to-day basis but i find a woman who's you know positive and at least doing a lot more attractive than somebody who's just really down and not happy about life i mean you gotta gotta have that energy that spark in the eyes
0: yeah, like, and that's the thing about, like, uh, in school, the kids called me Daria, which is why if the casting directors are looking for the new voiceover artist for Daria, the show, um, so guys, I can still play that. That's still a <laughs> part of me. That's how acting works. But yeah, one of the first projects I did here was with YouTube Spaces initially opened, and it was like, hey, female creators, and I came in to voice a thing. And it was like, hashtag dear me, what would you tell your younger self? And part of it was like, I know that you think it's cool that everybody calls you Daria, but don't be a dick. Like, you need (laughs) to be like, you know, more positive and upbeat. Because honestly, I found that that's helped me a lot more than being, oh, Debbie Downer. And it's just like, you even Daria in the show learns the lesson of you don't want that to be your identity. Like, right, you know? right, right.
1: Well, and you hit on something I think is yeah. really powerful, especially in yeah. general in life, but out here, is I'll look around. I like to be around the people that are doing things. And the yeah. people that are really just down and, you know, whatever, they, they're they like vampires, True Blood, maybe. Oh, yes. They're like yeah. Vampire Bill, and they're just sucking the energy. And I or can't Eric. get away from that. Or Eric. Oh, Sorry,
0: Eric. you should see. Oh, well, I'll show this while you're talking about <laughs> speaking of True Blood, some of us are still big fans. <laughs> oh, yes. We go
1: come on, can't we get the other one? That, uh, we had some good vampire, women vampires.
0: on. I the know, board. but I'm like Alexander Skarsgård naked on the toilet. It's just classic, guys. That's is what my image wallpaper will, still is. Yeah. I will never get out of my mind now
1: i don't know what he was up to (laughs) but i hear what you're saying but you know what i'm saying it really is having that i can't be around those people because they zap the energy i sound total californian you know the universe and everything but no, there's so much truth, man yeah social conscious i mean you gotta do conscious awareness but hey i'm aware if you're an asshole and really down probably not gonna hang out with you (laughs) Uh,
0: yeah i like to
1: help you but you don't want help and you want to be in that you know thing good luck
0: yeah, because there's nothing wrong with wanting to help these people, but actually, several of those types of people I've had to recently cut out of my life. Because, sure. as someone who does this, you know, Mrs. Bright side and, you know, wants to help people, I mean, that's what I went to school for and things like that. But So, you are attracted to those people initially, but when you realize that they're just dragging you down. Right. And you're like, okay, well, now I can't, I got to take care of me. And right. <laughs>
1: right, right. And I work with a lot of people in addiction recovery. And we struggle. Yeah. And I do, it's self care. I mean, you have to, you know, be able to do that because our fight is the biggest fight out there in the, in the battle for that. And I agree. If I get down and have a little pity party for myself, try to stop it, you know, within a day or two, I can't go on and on. I just got to have that moment, be pissed off or whatever, and then. Put it in perspective.
0: Yeah, that's the thing, is you can have your moment. I mean, that's human, but so many people, it's more than a moment. It's more yeah. than a day. It's that's more, a lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. That's not a lifestyle that
1: yeah. takes you places. <laughs> no.
0: and I do, learned the hard way. <laughs> yeah, and, and in recovery, you know, you get a sponsor to help you, but eventually yeah. you sponsor other people right, to help right. them. I mean, and that's where so many people I see now failing, is it's all about them. Right, you know? right. And There's a the talk what, about that. The yeah. ego becomes yeah. involved.
1: And the, the important thing is, you know, I really, and I want to, but I want to, I have to give back to keep what I have. Yeah. That's it. We pass it along. You know how many people help me? I crashed on a couch or somebody bought me a meal. Yeah. You know, I do the same thing. We're all at a different, we're all walking a different path and we yeah. don't know where we're at, but if I can help that person and they're moving forward, then so be it. That's what I want to do. That's important. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and that's why I know some people think that you have to have a lot to give back. Not necessarily, but it is one of those things that when you see people like Kristen Bell somebody I really like and look up to and I'll use her as a good example of this is somebody who gives back um way more than she receives and right. then what you see like and it is one of those things that those are the people that are successful, the people that are constantly giving back because guess what people want to give to them I mean now unfortunately, at a certain level of people, you do kind of realize that that there is a lot of take 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 mentality. But that's why you need to get out of that and go around, be around mm-hmm. more people. Like say a Chris, you know, as I yep. say, a lot of people who struggle with things that have overcome them. Yeah.
1: And you and you find yourself huh. getting around those friends and those kind yeah. of people, and it's great. I mean, that's in in recovery now. The things I used to chase that were so important to me in life aren't anymore, and yeah. it, it's a whole flip. And it's like, hey, I'm I'm good with that. And now the important thing is. People will say, hey, you sold your Emmy Award on eBay to a guy in Germany. Yeah, you know, I'm still an Emmy Award winning investigative, you know, whatever. But I had a choice. I mean, hold that on a shelf and said, look at that all the time or go chase my dreams. And if that was four grand that uh, went went away in a week out in Los Angeles, well, at least it was one week that, you know, I was able to start things over. That's more important for me to be happy than to look at something on a shelf.
0: Yeah, and and that's a lot of it is you do see that that is sort of a narrow-minded way of thinking is like all this stuff, you know, means things, um, but it really doesn't. It's like what makes you happy is what does.
1: Well, I think, you know, and it comes all back to your podcast is that the key is a lot of people, and that's where I'm really gifted, they don't have that purpose or passion in life. That's scary, man. And that's what I, when I lost mine in news, because I imploded that career, and I lost a woman that I love very much, everything was gone. So I had no other purpose and passion, what the hell are you going to do? Yeah. And then you're just sort of floating around listlessly. Other people will find, you got to find it. Yeah. I tell people that, and I it's not just recovery, it's life. And when you find that purpose and passion, you're doing it. And you know, and the people, some, I have friends that are like, you're living the dream. Don't give up, you know, and I'm yeah. like, well, why don't you do it? Oh, I'm yeah. too lazy. And God bless them for like being honest. Yeah, I least love it. Yeah, yes. exactly. Not. Yeah, I'm fine with this job. Yeah. you know. But don't give up. Keep going, Rob. Yeah. You know? But I get it. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's a tremendous amount of work. Hardest work I've ever done in my life right now.
0: Well, and two. I mean, uh, a lot of people always ask me this question here, and in a certain level, you feel like they're almost disappointed because you have an answer. And I can already just tell in listening to you that you probably have an answer to this as well. So what is it that you want to do in this industry specifically? Like, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. I and mean, maybe you sample yeah. for a little bit or, exactly. or whatever, but yeah. I like to produce. Yeah. You know, I played a little bit more around with acting, and that's fine. I, I don't think it's the top there. And, you know, hosting. But the, there, there's I've narrowed that scope down, and maybe I'm going to find something else along the way that I'm exposed to. But, yeah, you got to decide. And I think it's great if you're out there sampling a little bit here and there because we have to sometimes because yeah, you get hired for a job yeah so. and
0: sometimes you got to figure out what it is you want to do and and it, that does come at different age points for different people but so many people i meet out here and i'm like well you know i moved out here because i i looked up to like adam carolla jimmy kimmel joe McCarroll aisha yeah. Taylor so i'm like i wanted to be that which was a comedian slash host and i wanted to host stuff like the soup yeah Guess what i've <laughs> done that i had my own little sports show and <laughs> i'm you know been you know in contact with some of these people at certain points and you know listen to them on podcasts and things to do what they want to do so you have a clear trajectory of what do you want to do and you know but yeah so many people like you say are just listless like they want to be famous they want to have a lot of followers they want to do this and it's just like they don't know how to
1: do it or like you are you're creating content you're you're trying you're i mean and that's that's what i love about the energy out here because there's a lot of that positive because for the people that have all been out here in our circumstances, they went through this. Yeah. They held on.
0: Yeah, and that's what the beauty of this is It's like
1: I you know get it to can listen happen. Listen to their
0: stories. Right,
1: like, and I'm a story junkie like you. Yeah. You know, and I love those. Those keep me going. You know, the you know, especially in, in addiction, you know, in recovery. Yeah. The Rob Lowe's, the Robert Downey Juniors. I mean, there's tons of those stories that are out there. And you're right, but you've got to get out there. What are you going to do to get there? Yeah.
0: Like, I believe it was Bruce Campbell that said on Michael Rosenbaum's podcast that, you know, whatever you want to do, listen you know, read or listen to, because uh, this podcast is sponsored by Audible, guys. Go to audible.com slash Mrs. Brightside for your 30-day free trial. Yeah, and it's audibletrial.com slash Mrs. Brightside. That way you can get audiobooks like Bruce Campbell's uh, If Chins Could Kill or Hail to the Chin, his follow-up. It's one of the new ones. But, yeah, Bruce said on Michael's podcast, (laughs) I was like, hey, I can just throw that in there. I don't even have to add that later. (laughs) Um, uh, But, yeah, Bruce said that what he did was he looked, people he looked up to is he read their autobiographies. That's right, yeah. And, um, like, Sammy Davis Jr., and that's sort of what I was already doing. So it was, like, nice to hear that, like, you know, reinforced, because it's, like, if you want something, don't you go and look at what people did before you. Oh, yeah. that's it.
1: Yeah, it, it's the basic thing. Yeah. Brian Cranston has a yeah. great memoir. And, you know, you just you take a look around at what was successful for them. And I, I look at people and I, I, I'm i just, uh, you know, I got like my bromance on Mark Wahlberg yeah. and Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. These guys are out there constantly chasing it. You know, and Dwayne Johnson's got his workout plays, Iron Paradise, right? Yeah. He brings it everywhere. That's his piece. That's where he keeps himself centered. But one day he showed on his Instagram a board up there, and that was his wish board, his focus board. There was a vision board, that's what yeah. he called it. And he had names of people he wants in his films. He makes it happen. Yeah. Every day they live that. They get up at 4.15. They grind. They grind. That's work, folks. And they have a lot of people to help them, but they're the ones still leading the charge.
0: Yeah, like because the, the, the Rock is really a good example of somebody that I can say that, Everybody wants to be The Rock, but nobody is willing to do right. what The Rock does to be The Rock. And right. it is so, <laughs> sort of funny, because, and that's why I feel like he's such a good example. Because as you say, he does get up at 4.15, he works his ass off yep. at everything he does, but that's why he makes it happen. Yep. Now, I'd rather be more like the Adam level, because I'm a little <laughs> bit lazier, but at least I know that. It's like, no, I'm going to sure. be Adam Carolla level, but you know what? That's sure. fine with me. And they but, have that uh,
1: positive outlook on like. I mean, Mark yeah. Wahlberg launches a clothing line TIGDA. What's it stand for? Today I Can Do Anything.
0: Oh, hmm. I didn't even know that. Yes, yeah. that's, that's
1: among the, the 30 million things that the well, Wahlberg family has between uh, hamburgers and now uh, handbags by his wife. But it's TIGDA, T-I-C-D-A. Not that this is an ad from Mark Wahlberg. I don't think he needs yeah. it. But uh, it's Today I Can Do Anything. And that's, you know, the, the monogram that goes across the shirts and hats. And I think it's fantastic. That's why they win.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, oh, there is a new Wahlburgers that opened up on Sunset. Have you been yet?
1: I will take you because oh, well. I was, when I was working uh, post production on a show there, they had just opened it. I'm a regular.
0: Oh, well, Yeah. Because I hadn't been, because I tried to go in Boston when I was there a few oh, years ago. Luck. And then it was like, yeah, you're not getting in. It. It's like, okay. And oh. then I'm like, I, whenever I'm in Vegas, I never go by there. And I'm like, well, now we have one, so I need to go. If I love Rodrigo
1: ours. is still there, and oh. he will take care of us. And I've oh, had cool. everything on the menu. But oh. the only thing I'm bummed every time I've gone, like the next day or the next two hours later, Donnie or Mark show up. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm like, what is up with
1: this? But it's a cool place. You're Foo-foo. always missing him. yeah. Yes, I am. It's just yeah. not meant to be. My bromance will have yeah. to live on.
0: I know, I always think, like, "Are you a Battlestar Galactica fan? Oh
1: my gosh, yeah, but I go back to the first...
0: Oh, oh the original? Yeah. Okay. Well, I was like, you know, for girls, I guess it's a girl man's... I don't know, but I'm like, I would want to be friends with Trisha Heffler and uh, Katie, Katie Saka. Saka. Yeah. I just want to ride motorcycles with them, like, so I, it's like your romance, so I'm like, that's the girls I want to hang out with.
1: I can see why, though, because yeah. I follow both of them on Instagram, and they
0: have a hell of a good time. Yeah, I know, I'm like, they, they they're my kind of girls, like, nice. they're not girly girls, like, they... they Went to a drive through daiquiri in Louisiana, and I'm like, oh, we go to those in Texas when I'm home, like me and yeah. my mom, and I'm like, yeah, I could go to a hockey game with them because uh, I know Trish is Canadian. I think, yeah, is Katie yeah. Canadian too? Ah, uh, she may be, and yeah. I saw the
1: last two of them, they were demolishing a deck at their house together yeah. with uh, sledgehammers. I was like, damn, that's one That's why do. they
0: want to be my friends. You yeah. know? <laughs> All, everything in this apartment I built with my mom, like. <laughs> it looks yeah. fantastic yeah. too. But, yeah, I'm like, yeah, we have those same things. It's like, I just want to ride motorcycles with them and build furniture with them. Not in a gay way, but just in, right. a, like, a friend way. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I hear you. Yeah. Just like you want to, ride, you know, hang out with Marky Mark. Yeah.
1: I'd rather go to the spa. Those guys will be in the gym, but I'll wait for them no. afterwards. I had a great membership to the Equinox, uh, but after the uh, the trainer tried to kill me the first time and I was passed <laughs> out next to Will Ferrell on a uh, on a treadmill, I, I had to take a little break. So I found it was easier to hang out across the street at Wahlburgers.
0: See, I went to that Equinox, too, because I thought if I paid $200 a month for a gym membership, I would go. Um, Jokes on me. (laughs) Like, I went occasionally. Well, I remember what was funny is I would see Fabio there whenever I would oh. go, so I would be like, "I know I'm at the right gym because Fabio is here." I never saw Will Ferrell though. I'm like, "Damn!"
1: Well, it was funny. I, I was in a treadmill with my buddy, and he's nodding over, and I'm like, "What?" I'm trying to focus. Myself yeah. pass out. And I look over, it's Will Ferrell. You know, doing it. That is a very uh, Hollywood location. Oh uh, yeah. Out of all the stuff, it was. Uh, it was. It was not usher. It was somebody else in there. I, I couldn't think of uh, Tate Diggs. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He was. I, I, it was just constant. Was nonstop. I'm like, oh, I just got to get out. Of I would
0: place always place. see Marlon Wayans. Like, oh, but yeah. I've met him before. He's a really nice guy. All the Wayans are. I think I've met everybody but Sean at some point. Because <laughs> Damon used to live down the street from me in Santa Monica. Oh like, my gosh! In a in a nice house. Uh, not yeah. Um. But yeah, and he would perform at Westside where I worked. Um, oh yeah. Oh, but, I know that place. Well. Yeah. The oh, the Equinox. Because I remember, and, and that's <laughs> when you think about it, how far you've come from things, because. Yeah. I worked at Equinox in Dallas oh in the kids' club and in the front desk. Oh, and cool. how I would train people on the front desk was to use the West Hollywood location and all the celebrities, and it'd be like, because David Boreanaz... I'm yeah. sorry I met him, and like his son's adorable, but he's kind of a douche, and we all know yeah. that. It sadly... Those of us who love Angel just are aware of that. But he had this super douchey picture. So it was really funny, too, to, like, be, like, train people with, like, okay, this is how you read this. And they're, like, I love how you just, because you could pull up anybody's account info. That's true. (laughs) And to show people, I'm, like, this is what this means. And they're, like, oh, you just pick random celebrities. I'm, like, no, he has the funniest picture. (laughs) Just people you know. Oh, yeah.
1: I always loved their cold lavender towels.
0: Oh, yeah, those eucalyptus towels. Yeah, eucalyptus, so. thank yeah, you. I mean, oh, yeah,
1: I would just stash down there and just, like, head in and, like, just put it on my face. I'm like, dude, fine. Man, that was good. It was Yeah, fun.
0: I remember when the air conditioner would go out in Dallas. Like, we Ooh. would all just have those around Ooh, us, like, nice, when we're working. Yeah. And, like...
1: This this part sponsored by Equinox, yeah.
0: <laughs> two hundred fifteen bucks. I, I honestly don't endorse Equinox guys. Like as far as a member goes, like great experience, but like they are horrible to their employees. Let's just say you get paid more to work at the YMCA than you do at Equinox, oh. no matter what position oh. you're in. We had so, yeah. for us.
1: It was a convenient location. It was yeah. good, and you know it was fine. We were there yeah. uh, working on a show for three months, so.
0: Oh, as well, yeah,
1: used, yeah and, and, and traffic Yeah, as I say, as a
0: member, it's great. <coughs> yeah, yeah,
1: well, yeah, that's true. Big difference. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. When you know about what they do to their employees. Don't tell me
1: about the towels, though. Yeah. How they make those cold towels. I don't want to
0: know. Oh, no, those those are nothing weird about that. But although, you ever want to hear some stories about the men's steam room in Dallas? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. God. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's just say, our boss got free Mavericks tickets for a while.
1: Oh, my gosh. I oh, man.
0: Whoa. it wasn't mark cuban guys that's all i can tell you not mark <laughs> and not dirt but <laughs> but yeah his hashtag me too um was definitely if that was a thing equinox would have been shut down a long time ago oh like gosh. in other industries because right. sadly it's like oh yeah i'm like it. oh i could go down that rabbit hole way too much <laughs> tales of equinox in <laughs> dallas
1: another episode
0: yeah I know, I did always joke about making a show about a gym, because I'm surprised that that's never been a sitcom sort of area, because, it, oh, yeah. there's, there's so many people there. That, they've that done they about every other of. industry,
1: yeah. haven't they? I mean, yeah. you know, they've had bars, all of doctors' offices, uh, just regular offices, yeah, they've done it all.
0: Yeah, they're all about Ports. doctors. Yeah. Doctors,
1: yeah. yeah. I think that Hollywood gets into a, when they think they have a built-in brand, well, let's not try anything risky, let's just uh, reboot Knight Rider. Yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> or 18, didn't really work, yeah.
0: Yeah, I remember the Knight Rider reboot, um, because I actually liked the guy who was playing the lead role, because he came from All My Children, uh, Justin Bruning. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, it was not very good.
1: Okay, the rebooting Magnum P.I., I grew yeah. up on that as a kid. Forget it. I saw it in the theater in the trailer the other day, and I'm like, ah, there's nobody else's Magnum P.I., and nobody else's Robin Masters, and nobody else's... Is... TC and Rick, forget it.
0: Well, and it's like, why bother? It was successful the first time for a reason. Tom Selleck had a brand. And if you reboot it as a joke with like the Archer cartoon or something where it oh, yeah, kind yeah. of that, works. Oh, yeah. That's like, funny, yeah. That would yeah. be funny. Yeah, yeah. But it's like to do a full on reboot. And no, stuff, we're going to
1: do like a whole. I, I just don't get yeah. it. And what I'm told by people that work, you know, Hollywood who higher than I you know, get is that it's oh, got a built in brand. People already know it. It's been on syndication for years. Yeah, well, we know it as Magnum P.I. and Tom Selleck and Jonathan Higgins. And, you know, no. I mean, forget it.
0: Well, and, too, it's like, haven't you guys learned your lesson with this newest Oceans movie that shouldn't have been an Oceans movie? Haven't and then maybe yet. you should have worked on a better script for these sure. great actresses. But, yeah, I mean, it's not the fact that there are women that make the movie suck. It's the fact that the movie sucks is what sucks. I'm like, going to see like Ryan
1: guys. Reynolds line in Deadpool. That's yeah. just
0: lazy writing. Yeah. You
1: know, <laughs> I mean, it's true. I mean, come yeah. up with something else and make it an original. It's just... Go, go from there.
0: Yeah, and too, it's just like, uh, yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong... If if you want to reboot Friday the 13th and have more of those movies, and so, I want that to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah but, yeah.
0: and two, <laughs> because Friday the 13th and Jason is one of those things that several guys have played him and have done it well, and, yeah. and you see that that happens. But... You know, let's settle that lawsuit with Victor Miller. Get me more of those movies. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but everything else, no. no yes, yeah.
1: I know what to expect. I know yeah. what I'm getting into, Halloween's Yeah, I am totally fine no. with that. But when we start rebooting these kind of things, I just... Uh, no. It's too bad.
0: Yeah. I mean, because at least with reboots, say, like, you know, the ill-fated Roseanne that's now the Connors, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Or with Murphy Brown, you yeah. have a lot of people come back. This is not like, this is a return. Like Twin Peaks, as you'll see in my studio. It was a return, and that's different. And that's fine with me, because you're continuing on with the same team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the same with Will yeah. and
1: Grace. I mean, yeah. you tell it was a fourteen-year hiatus. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> you know? a- and Twin that's Peaks. One, I mean, yeah, exactly. It's one of the in two in Twin Peaks that was sort of like planned, uh, uh-huh. like in a way. Yeah, and it's fine if you want to do that. But yeah, I'm like, whoa, we went off that rabbit hole. Sorry, when I talk about TV, I'm like, me
1: too. Sorry. Yeah, it's positive. Yeah, hashtag
0: me too. But yeah, positive things. If you want to reboot, just make sure you have as much of the original people as you can, and then it's a good thing. That's you what know? I
1: bought in for the original yeah. time around. First yeah, time
0: exactly that's all people want like you know and if you want to reboot like Desperate Housewives or other things I like feel free but yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> get them back
0: yeah um so yeah is there anything else you feel like you want to talk about here no
1: on... I, I think you hit on I you know I just think it's fantastic I think that you know I I'm a work in progress you know and I think if people sometimes just admit that hey I had a crappy day today that's okay yeah. It's that's fine. Okay, man. Yeah. We can say that you know, we we can do that, and then you know, there's support out there. People say, Hey, you know, I'll call you or something, and you'd be like, Hey, yeah. hang in there, man. Because yeah. this is the week you're going up. Yeah. And I'm you know, I'm going down a little bit. But we know just hang on to life, baby. That's the, the roller coaster ride. It gets good, it gets shitty. It gets good, it gets shitty.
0: Yeah, that's just how it is.
1: Yeah, and then once you realize well, you know, at least I realize after being through a few cycles,
0: I'll get out.
1: You know, I gotta be a fighter. This ain't yeah. the place to be if you're weak.
0: No, it's not, and sadly, you know, people just don't understand that sometimes. And two, weakness—we all have weaknesses, but weakness in general is a choice, and it is one of those things that we all have weak moments. But it's how do you pull yourself out of this? Because that's, that's right. That's one right. One thing I always want to make clear on this podcast is it is everything does in a way come down to personal responsibility over yeah. anything else, and. Yeah. You know, you got here, you know, yes, thanks to, you know, a lot of what happened. But you pulled yourself out of that gutter. You
1: just nailed it. I had to take personal responsibility. And that's why I drank and used to avoid sitting in those bad emotions. But once you do start taking that responsibility, things change.
0: Yeah, and that, and that really is the key there, is you have to, you know, want to change for yourself and, and you know, ultimately make that happen. I mean, yep. yes, we do get help along the way. I mean, thank yeah. God, but it yeah. is one of those and things. And people
1: are a lot more willing to help yeah. you when they see what you're putting in.
0: Yeah, when you're when you're yeah. trying to help yourself, more people are willing to help you yeah. rather than, yeah.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. Keep it up. You're awesome.
0: Well, cool. And um, so, where can they keep up the conversation with you, there, Rob?
1: You know, I'm on Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, Instagram, Instagram. It's uh, it's simple. It's Rob, and the last name's Kobel, K O E B E L. And I I play around on that stuff as much. Maybe probably should do more, but yeah. uh, uh, both of those don't tweet so much. I don't know. Do you?
0: Oh yeah, uh, Twitter's uh, the one I'm verified on, so I feel oh, like, uh, yeah. I feel obligated you get to the do it. check, Twitter. yeah. Hey, yeah hey, I got that blue sure check mark. Yeah. yeah. I say they should change it to validated instead <laughs> of verified, because that's how it makes you feel. Ooh, <laughs> I
1: don't know. I'm just among the peons, the billions of people out there tweeting.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it does make you feel special, but sadly, when you realize a lot of other people are verified, too, you're like, well, they verify Nazis and me, I don't know how great you feel now. But... you are
1: stamping blue on a yeah. lot of people, but no, I know you've worked your way up yeah. for a hard, long time, so do it.
0: Yeah, and um, so if you guys want to keep up with me, you know, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N, anywhere on the internet, since there is only one. And then listen to my other podcast, The Red Room. It's your horror news source. And it's changing up a little bit. We're going to have a lot more content. You know, we're keeping with the true crime, but I've got my new host, Jacqueline Pissarro, a comedian on there with me. And then, of course, Megan and I will do your horror news. And this week, you'll be hearing an interview with Kristen West for The Lich Um, uh, yeah, so listen to that, guys, and maybe you'll learn something. (laughs) See you next Tuesday.